0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Play ball. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on a Friday. Chad Dotson, RedBlegNation.com, coming up in 60 seconds. On Twitter, at James Erpine at Locked on Reds. Check out LockedOnReds.com, where Jeffrey Carr, has written uh, multiple articles, recaps, reaction, and more to your Cincinnati Reds. Uh, it was a weird day yesterday. Reds lose 2-1 to one in extras. A day after going into extra innings is because both teams scored a ton of runs. They lost 13-12 the day before that. Homer Bailey on the mound tonight for the Reds. And uh, I'll ask Chad Dotson about Homer Bailey. But first, Chad uh, who joined me uh, earlier today on ESPN 1530. I started off by asking him about the whole um, situation with Bob Castellini and, and what's gone on there with Matt Harvey. Obviously, the report what was said, and I reacted to it earlier this week, that Bob Castellini said, no, 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 I don't want Matt Harvey traded. And the first thing I, I let off it is by asking Chad about that, his reaction uh, to Bob Castellini potentially getting in the way of a Matt Harvey trade.
0: Oh, just banging my head against the wall. And, <laughs> you know, it, uh, w- we need to say it first it was a, a second-hand report, but you can add it now to the list of, uh, you know, over and over and over, we're getting these reports that Bob Castellini is kind of sticking his nose into baseball operations, and it, it really concerns me. I, I really do think that the Reds have some, some smart guys, yeah, some open-minded uh, guys running the baseball ops department. But if you have the ownership always wanting to meddle in those the, those decisions, then it's going to cause lots of problems. And and with Matt Harvey, just it's it's nonsensical that they didn't trade him. And and the fact they didn't trade him, and they're going to waste a few more starts, is not necessarily a big deal in terms of the performance on the field. Or it's not going to crush the rebuild. But man, it sure makes me uh, disheartened when I think about how. Uh, the tough decisions are going to have to be made this offseason and whether or not the baseball operations people are going to be allowed to do them. It's just there's nothing good that comes out of uh, Castellini being so involved. And, yes, it absolutely worries me.
1: I will never understand, and Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com with us, I'll never understand an owner in any sport, any business, any company that hires someone to do a job. In this case, uh, Bob Castellini's hired Dick Williams and Nick Kroll to run the baseball operations and be the general manager of the Cincinnati Reds, to make the baseball decisions. I'll never understand someone who pays and hires someone, brings them on a board, and pays them this really nice salary and benefits and all these different things, just to undermine them when it's time for them to make the decision. You hired them, and you're paying them to make in the first place.
0: Absolutely, and you know I think that the, there are reasons to believe those guys that in the baseball ops department are. Are talented and uh, you know can make good decisions, but I, you know I just don't see it. Never ends well when any owner decides to meddle uh, with the uh, with the the big decisions when it comes to player personnel. Just it never ends well for any team in any sport, really. And uh, I know it's Castellini's team, and and he has the right if he wants to uh, meddle to his heart's content but as Reds fans, prepare for a rocky landing because it's going to be a complete disaster.
1: Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com in Cincinnati Magazine with us. Follow him on Twitter, at DotsonC. What were your thoughts on Sal Romano getting moved uh, to the bullpen?
0: You know, uh, Romano's still one of the younger uh, pitchers in in this uh, group of young pitchers, and I've not completely given up on him. He's shown lots of signs both last year and this year of being able to be a decent starting pitcher. You know, probably no more than a four guy, maybe a three guy would be a ceiling. But on the other hand, moving him to the bullpen, there are reasons to believe that he might be better suited to be a reliever, which is that he has two really good pitches, and he can amp that fastball up a little bit more, pitching in shorter stints, and so and that becomes a real weapon for him rather than uh, when he's starting, and he has to kind of lay low on that. He can't go max effort every pitch. So I think there are reasons to believe he could be a shutdown reliever. I don't want to give up the hope that he can be a good starter because a good starter is more valuable than a reliever. But with his particular skill set, it might be getting to the point where you start pushing him into the bullpen full time and, and really uh, sort of a back-of-the-bullpen guy even.
1: I just I, – I, the reason and, – and I get what you mean by, by the skill set and the number of pitches he has and all that stuff. It makes sense. But he had a couple of bad starts – After having a really good stretch of starts, and so I look at that, I also see a rotation that still has Matt Harvey on it, which we've talked about a little bit, that has Homer Bailey in it, which he's going tonight for the Reds, and it just irks me so much that Sal Romano isn't getting looked at as a starter anymore, but we're still going into games with Homer Bailey and Matt Harvey and guys that clearly are not part of the future, won't be a part of this team when the Reds are winning again, getting starts. To me, th- there's a disconnect there, and I don't like it.
0: Well, I, you're absolutely right, and it's completely indefensible. It's, it's, it's just indefensible to have Matt Harvey and Homer Bailey taking up starts right now when you could be giving them to, to Romano, who, like I said, I've, I've not given up on him as a starter, but let's see. Now's the time. What, are they, they going to lose an extra couple games? I don't know they may win an extra couple games over having Homer Bailey in the rotation, but what about Tyler Malley? What about Cody Reed? Let him get some of these starts. He's in, he pitched well uh, starting yesterday. But uh, these starts we're wasting on these old guys in a year that's lost is just, it makes no sense from a, uh, a standpoint of this team needs to be finding out what they have so they, know, need, so they will know in the offseason what they have to go get. They're just, you know, and it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just, it's, it makes no sense. It's just dumb.
1: Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com is with us. I've asked you this before, but uh, it's been a while since you've been on with me. As far as the, the managerial search goes, where is Jim Riggleman in that for you? Do you think he's done enough to not only get an interview, but be the the number one or the favorite for to be the Reds' permanent manager, or do you think it's it's someone else?
0: Well, I've been said the same thing fairly consistently when the Reds were playing great under Riggleman, and and now when they're scuffling under Riggleman, uh, I you know give the guy an interview. Uh, he's earned an interview, I guess. But it just it it's not it it's not a serious move of an organization to name him the full time manager because because my the way I look at it is if you do a full scale search. Open the, open the doors, interview the best candidates on earth. If Jim Riggleman is the best available candidate for the Reds after interviewing as many guys as you can identify, then hire Riggleman. But there's no way Jim Riggleman is the best available candidate uh, on earth, is as, as the way I put it. Because he's just not. I mean, he, Teams have been refusing to hire him for years, and he happens to be in the right place at the right time here, and they hand him the interim job. Come on. He didn't all of a sudden become some kind of a superstar manager overnight. He's the same guy that quit on the Nationals. He's the same guy that's had losing records everywhere he's ever been. You know, I don't hate the guy. I don't think he's done a good job in some respects. But come on, he's he's not the best possible manager the Reds should get, and that's who they need to go get.
1: Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com is with us. I'm James Rapine. All right, Chad, I'm going to run through some of the, the Reds players and just give me a, a couple thoughts on, on them, uh, depending on who I say. Is that cool?
0: Sure, absolutely.
1: All right, let's start, uh, let's start here. Let's start with a good one. Jose Peraza.
0: Jose Peraza, uh, surprising season, I think has shown that he can be a starter in the big leagues, just 24 years old, got to improve his defense. But I think we've learned a lot about him this year. And I don't know if he's your shortstop for the foreseeable future, but if he is, he's shown he can handle it. Scott Shebler. Shebler, another guy that it's got, he's got to stay healthy, but if he's healthy, he is sort of Adam Duvall plus for the next uh, two or three years, by which I mean that he'll have better seasons than Adam Duvall ever had at, at his height with the Reds. Um, and, and maybe not quite as good defensively, but uh, adequate. I think he's a solid corner outfielder that, again, if the Reds aren't able to uh, upgrade the corner outfield, a winning team can be very happy with Scott Schebler.
1: A couple more for you. And in, in this one, a younger guy, but certainly someone who's been interesting since he's been up here, Philip Irvin.
0: Philip Irvin, uh, you know, he's a little under the radar for me despite being such a high draft pick. I, I, I've really not seen a whole lot out of him until this year. To make me think he could be a legitimate major leaguer um i think he is probably still most likely a fourth outfielder but a pretty good fourth outfielder because he's got some pop he's athletic but uh you know i wouldn't mind seeing it, and this is what we should be seeing this year is every day him playing whether he can handle uh an outfield spot specifically center field people say they don't think he can handle center field defensively but i'd like to learn that right now
1: yeah i would too no doubt about that let's uh Let's name a few more here, and let's go with a guy that has went under the radar in this whole Matt Harvey deal, Uh, because Devin Masarocco went, and then they had to get a backup catcher the Reds did, and Kurt Casale. What do you think about him?
0: You know, when we talked earlier about letting the baseball ops guys make their decisions. Whoever went out and identified Casale as a... Uh, a guy that might be available and that might work uh, at Great American Ballpark should get a raise. I mean, that's exactly the type of – again you use the term under-the-radar. That's the exact type of under-the-radar decision that uh, good teams do to fill in the gaps on their team. Sure, it's just a backup catcher, but they went out and found a guy that they got for nothing, essentially, and he's been outstanding and uh, defensively and offensively. So kudos to the front office for finding uh, Casale and uh, happy to see him stick around for a while.
1: I am too, no doubt about that. One last one for you, and it's a guy we've talked about a ton on this show, Scooter Jeanette.
0: Scooter, you know, he's been hurt a little bit, so his numbers have uh, dropped some since the, the early days of the season when he was uh, hitting such heights. I think that uh, it's, I still feel the same way as I have all season. You can make a really good argument to uh, keep Scooter around for the next uh, two or three years. You can make a really good argument to try to trade him. It, I think it's going to depend on how much you're going to have to pay him and how long you have to pay him for. But I I think you can make a really good argument to sign him to a three year deal. But then the question becomes where do you play him? Because uh, Nick Senzel just was named the best defensive second baseman in AA. Uh, you know, Nick Senzel needs to be, if he's not playing short, he needs to be playing second probably. Where do you put Scooter? You know, I think you can use him as a kind of Ben Zobrist top utility guy that he plays four different positions and you still get him 600 at bats.
1: Chad, if you were the general manager of the Reds, or in this case the owner, since the owner's the one making the baseball decisions, <laughs> right. um, would you move on from Homer Bailey, or would he be in your rotation or on the roster when 2019 starts?
0: Oh, I think that if he's on the roster, I think you're trying him as a reliever. Uh, there's zero chance he would ever start another game for the Reds if I were in control. Uh, you know, sure, they're going to have to eat $28 million, I think, when you include the buyout. But that money's spent either way. Homer Bailey is getting that money whether you pitch him or whether you don't pitch him. And if you pitch him, he hurts your product. He hurts your team. And I hate it because I've been a big fan of his for years, of Bailey's for years, but it's time to move on. If he doesn't want to agree to go to the bullpen, it's going to be, uh, you know, have, uh, his ego need to be stroked. I'm just say so long. Here's a check. Thank you for everything you've done. Good luck in the future.
1: One last question for Chad Dotson of com. And. It involves, we're going full circle here, let's go back to where we started, Matt Harvey. There were reports that said that Bob Castellini didn't want him traded. That leads me to believe, well, if you're not trading a guy who's going to be a free agent, that there's at least a chance, a possibility, that the Reds could re-sign him this offseason. Is there any chance that uh, general manager Chad Dotson would do so?
0: Well, no, unless the owner ordered me to, uh, <laughs> which, is, again, what we're both afraid is going to happen. No, there's, there's no just – I guess if you bring Harvey back on a big-time incentive-laden contract maybe for really cheap guaranteed numbers, maybe you can justify it. But otherwise, what you're talking about is giving big money. His agent is Scott Boris, so they're not going to get him cheap if, they, if at all possible. Um, you're talking about bringing in a guy that's going to be 30 years old. Who has had surgery on his shoulder, surgery on his elbow? Who has was recently designated for assignment, basically, uh, you know, cut by the New York Mets, who are just a garbage organization. Uh, within the last, you know, three months, it just it it uh, it would boggle the mind to see a team that is serious about being competitive uh, sign him to a long-term deal. And if they do that, a lot of other front offices around the league are just going to be uh, giggling uh, at the. Uh, insanity giggling at the dysfunction in the cincinnati front office
1: i said that was the last one but i actually have one more for you billy hamilton let's say he's going to make because he's eligible for arbitration i assume he's going to make around eight million dollars next season is he your starting center fielder if that's the case
0: well i think uh this is a situation where you can make a case either way i think a good team especially as good an offense as the Reds are going to have next year, can handle having a guy like Hamilton in the lineup if you bat him ninth because he's such a good defensive player, and he's so good on the base pads. Ideally, you get a, you upgrade offensively at center field, and you have Billy Hamilton on the roster as a fourth outfielder where he can really be, help a, a team as a pinch runner, and a late-inning defensive replacement. So I think you can make the case for Hamilton. The problem is, as you said, he's going to be a little bit expensive going forward, and I'm not quite sure it makes sense for the Reds to do that. But, of course, again, the owner has been quoted uh, more than once as saying he hopes Billy Hamilton retires as a Red. So who knows?
1: Follow Chad on Twitter, at dotsonc. Check out his book, uh, The Big 50 Cincinnati Reds. It's in bookstores, also on Amazon.com. And check out his work for RedLakeNation.com and Cincinnati Magazine. Chad? It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for coming on, and I'm sure we'll talk soon.
0: I can't wait to talk to you again, James. Thanks.
1: Good stuff there. That's Chad Dotson, redlegnation.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at DotsonC. He joined me earlier today on ESPN 1530. That's going to do it for me. Have a great weekend. Hopefully the Reds can get Homer Bailey his second win of the year. I I don't think that's uh, realistic, but who knows? Maybe... They can improve to 2-17. I, th- I believe they're 1-17 and 17 right now during Homer Bailey starts this season. Maybe they can improve that and build upon it and make it 2-17. and 17. I'm James Rapine. Have a great weekend, a great extended holiday weekend. Thanks for listening today on the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.